Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. Welcome into the Double the Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. Michael McQuaid here. Delighted to be joined uh, by Stuart Roach. We don't have Colin this week. Sending Colin our best wishes as he uh, explores the Cork countryside. Uh, Stuart, uh, good to see you again, sir. How's the the form? What's the crack? Form's good, Michael. Yeah, uh, the cold weather snap seems to have ended and it feels like spring. And uh, spring brings us many things, but for the fan of uh, the NFL, spring brings us free agency, which is just about to unfold. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, there's kind of murmurings about certain bits and pieces happening for the Broncos. So uh, we'll, we'll touch on that. But some of them could be potentially um, quite significant and about some very important players. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to deep diving into, into, into all that stuff. It seems like we're on the cusp of stuff happening, uh, not just with the Broncos, but across the league, which is going to be interesting. I will say this to people listening, this is by no means a weather podcast. What Stuart doesn't realise, or maybe he's forgot about is yes, the cold stop is stopped, but it's going to snow like mad tonight, apparently, so we we will see. Uh, yeah, here, it's... Um, it's it's funny, man. It's it's flying, and I guess I guess before we start, did you watch or see any of the combine at all? It was it was a weird one this year. I was um, I had told myself a few months ago, like, I'm, I I want to go to the combine or I want to go to the draft, and then it just didn't work out with the combine. I'd love to go next year because apparently it's a complete gossip mill, and you, you're out like you, you walk into a bar, or a restaurant, GM sitting around because there's no fans there. Um, I seen I I seen the running back Robinson just his performance, but th- there wasn't anything to really stretch out to me. The tight ends in this draft look really, really good, especially that guy from Notre Dame. I forgot his name. I think it's Meyer or Mayer. Yes, he's excellent. Um, yeah. But 
is there anyone that you think that we could realistically go at in the later rounds from looking at the combine or, or was it very much cup and tea and watching uh, Derry beat Dublin on Saturday night instead like me? Well, I was at a basketball match on Saturday night, Michael, so I did not see Derry beat Dublin. There you um, go. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I didn't really watch a huge amount of the combine, Michael, because, you know, as we spoken about on, 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 on the program fairly early, we don't have any high draft picks, so you're kind of wondering... Will you get to see any of these guys? Now, obviously, we're, we have some draft picks and by the sounds of things, we're, we're trying to work on getting some more and quickly. Um, one of the things I found fascinating was I, I'm a CJ Stroud fan. I have been for a long time. Um, CJ Stroud was was cruelly denied the Heisman uh, two years ago when he was clearly was the winner. And then uh, Young had a good game. And for some reason, they decided to give it to him instead. And CJ Stroud should have won it. So I've kind of had an affection for CJ Stroud ever since then. And he was brilliant last year. CJ Stroud, to me, is clearly the best quarterback in this draft. Um, And then Richardson, the kid from Florida, I think it is, who I had seen a few times and is good. Um, And now there's all sorts of chat about his, his intangibles and his... His um, his combine performance could could make him the first pick overall, uh, which to me kind of sums up the combine and also kind of sums up the lack of of any real news in the last few weeks. Because if if Richardson is taken first overall, I'm going to get a Raiders tattoo on my arm, and um, it would be just baffling if somebody was taken. He's a good prospect. He's intriguing. Um, but it kind of reminded me at one stage that Malik Willis was kind of in the talk to be like a first sort of top five pick last year. <laughs> I think he went in the second round. So no, I, I didn't pay a huge amount of attention to it, Michael, just because as I said, you know, this is a tricky time for us because we gave away all our draft picks, it seems like, in the last few years. Um, so I think it'll be next year before I get actively involved in watching the combine again, um, specifically those positions where, you know, you can, you, we'll be looking at, and it seems like the Broncos are looking at a lot of positions all the time. But, you know, they're, having said that, the likes to stay, Justin Simmons and, um, you know, people like that, like, you know, we have been able to pick up, you know, for example, Baron Browning was really good last year as well. These are guys we've gotten in the third and fourth round. So there are there is clearly talented players out there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I did read today about a, an unfortunate um, offensive tackle who tore his ACL, who I think was supposed to be kind of one of the, the better offensive tackles and then proceeded to do 38 reps um, with one leg, um, the ACL. <laughs> so, you know, Typical. that's a pretty... That's an, imp- an impressive piece of strength right there. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'll be I'll be tuning in next year, Michael. But this year, I kind of gave it a miss, I'm afraid. Andrew Voorhees, I think I think it was. I, I remember reading that this morning over a cup of tea myself. Like, sure, me and you talked for about five minutes about what we're going to talk about before this podcast, but this has dropped into my mind, so I will just very quickly say it. We've known, and this does bear some relevance to us, we have known that Derek Carr is out in Vegas. Um, I guess the one thing that has changed for the, for the AFC West scheme over the last week is he is out now, obviously, officially uh, going to New Orleans. Um, we can talk about this down the stretch. Maybe in, I think at some point in, in the offseason, we should go through each team and actually go through how we feel that we will go up against them this year because we're going, because we're going to have six games in division. But I think they're going to rule that mistake. I rule. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, he's, uh, he's a good quarterback. Um, really do. I mean, I just I have to draft, but this is not a quarterback heavy draft in any way, shape, or form. So it's it's going to be a strange one for them. Um, so 
I don't know. I was talking on a different podcast. I, I think Derek Clark could completely revitalize New Orleans, but we don't have to go into that whole discussion. I just wanted to note it for people on the podcast. Have you anything you'd like to say to that? Or are you, are you a believer in uh, Josh McDaniels? Or are, are you like me where you're thinking, well, if the Raiders are going to be maybe rebuilding a bit of that position, that's good for us next year? I think it is good for us next year. There's a couple of interesting potential free agency moves yet left um, out there, Michael. So I'm not sure if the Raiders would go the the, the, the draft route, but I, I think Derek Carr is a, is, a, is a good quarterback. He's a, he's a solid quarterback. Um, he's, he's certainly had plenty of success against Denver over the years. Um, he's got a very quick release, which was particularly important when, you know, he was trying to negate our pass rush when we had a pass rush. Um, so I think he'll do well in New Orleans. They still have some weapons. Um, and I think he's a good, I think he's a good pickup for them. I, you know, if I was a New Orleans fan, I've always kind of had a bit of affection for New Orleans. So if I was, but if I was a New Orleans diehard, I would be happy with that move. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I, I thought Carr might end up with the Jets, but I think, um, I think the Jets now look, I know Aaron Rodgers was talking to the Jets apparently yesterday. At the time of recording, yeah, it looks as if, the, I mean, like we're, we're presuming this podcast will go out on Thursday or Friday this week, but yeah, the whole Jet, I mean, there, there's an awful lot going on and we're actually recording this on the 8th of March and do you know what the, the we will go into the discussion points now, but sure, do you know what the significance of this date is to Broncos fans? The 8th of March. Oh, I should do, shouldn't I? I, I it's not when Peyton retired. That was this the other day. day last year was the day that Russell Wilson, the, the news broke. This was the day in 2022. And it's been a hell of a year, mate. But now we're sitting here and we're seeing like Lamar Jackson's up. He's obviously got his non-exclusive tag and you're going, God, if we have waited 12 months. I, 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 I don't want to be the guy to say, look, let's just move on. But it's hard to believe it's been a year. Like time, time flies when you're having fun. Eh? And now we've got Vance Joseph back. Anywho, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's oh, jump into God. this. Eh? It's going so well. It's going so well. Just remind um, me. I listened back to our podcast last week and just hearing what we had to say was hilarious. Like, oh my God, lads, come on. Like, like all of us, like motivation, let's go. Um, I guess the big story, there there are there are a few stories for us in a minute. The one, uh, there's massive rumors going around about Cortland Sutton being shopped around quietly. Now, this is the guy that, in terms of his average numbers of touchdowns throughout his career in Denver, he's had what five seasons in Denver. He hasn't really got better than 2019 in terms of his in terms of his production in just in just in that way. Uh, obviously, there were many issues last year in offense, but it's 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 an interesting move to try and shop him around and get some value. Um, but he was still given a significant extension by George Payton, and I think Stuart, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on. First off, shopping a shop, shopping him around because for me, I think it's the right move to try and get some value and try and see if you can get a veteran in, in maybe instead, or maybe if you want to draft someone and build them up and then give Russell Wilson different assets. But I, I think get get a veteran, try and get a late round um pick in the draft and then go after it that way. But I think you know you have to ask questions to George Payton because Payton is now in the line, not in a negative way, because the reality is you've got the new ownership, you've got a new head coach coming in. The next person or the next domino to fall if this does not go correctly in next season will be the GM and then potentially down the line, hopefully not Russell Wilson. Um it's it, it's interesting and you know, look, what's gonna happen? I think we felt, Michael, that in order to to help fix the roster, we did have to to try something to get some draft picks back. Um, you know, as 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 we've said frequently, the draft is a is a is a crapshoot at the best of times. But 
even more so when you're not picking until the third round. Um, at the at, at the time of recording, we have five picks in the draft. That's very very few um, to do anything significant. So I, I I guess it makes sense if you look at the wide receiver group that we have. Now there are question marks around two of the wide receivers that we have in that group, um, Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler. They must be pretty confident that Tim Patrick is close to full fitness. Um, if they're because, t- in fairness, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick have been pretty similar wide receivers throughout their career. You know, when when Cortland was down, Tim Patrick really stepped up. Um, KJ Hamler, unfortunately, likely you, you do. There's a touch of the the Louis Sahas or the own hard dreams about him. And that Louis Sahas, oh, that's brilliant. But, he, but you know, he's, he's clearly a talented player, but he just can't ever see the field. Um, so, uh, he, you know, I, I guess with somebody like Cortland Sutton, you're looking at Cortland, he's a, he was a second round draft pick for, out of SMU. Um, and he's been a productive player in the NFL. And there are teams that need wide receivers, like the Packers need wide receivers, the Bears desperately need wide receivers. They have little or no help for Justin Fields. And, and they will, presumably um, go get behind Justin Fields in the draft coming up as opposed to, you know, doing a, a Kyler Murray and, and going all in in a new one. It seems like they are behind Justin Fields. Like they should be, but they need to get up some help. So there are teams out there that are wide receiver hungry. And Cortland Sutton is the best of the ones that we have that, you know, isn't Jerry Judy. It's interesting, I think, Michael, at this stage last year, we probably would have been okay with Jerry Judy getting shot because he hadn't lived up to his billing this time last year. Uh, but now Jerry Judy is, is, is certainly not somebody you'd ever expect to get traded on. And I'm, you know, I presume his fifth year option is going to get picked up fairly soon. You'd like to think. Um, so it makes sense. It's unfortunate, especially when there's a, you know, there were stretches of time when Cortland Sutton was just about the only reason to watch the Broncos, the Joe Flacco, Drew Locke year, um, there wasn't really much else you know certainly when Flacco was there there wasn't much else so it's always sad to see players like that go but you know when 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 you've made as many moves as we have Michael in regards to the likes of Russell Wilson and, and even Sean Payton now you know you have to get back Hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, you have to, to, to get some ammo to get back into that draft. Um, yeah. You know, because there's a lot of teams out there that have holes to fill, and they're also going to be looking at premium players in free agency. Um, and it seems to have been something that Elway started, and it looks like something that George Payton probably will continue. We don't like shopping in the first day of free agency. Um, we don't seem to. We don't ever go for those high-end players. So you've got, for example, we don't have a right tackle on the roster. Some would argue that we didn't have a right tackle on the roster last year, but anyway, that's near there. there. Um, but, for example, you've got guys like McGlinchey, and there's a guy, I can't remember his name, um, played for the Falcons, who's really good, and you've got Taylor okay. out of the Jaguar. Yeah. So they're, they're the top three right tackles that are going to be on the market. Now, you know, if you're, if you're a Broncos fan, you're going, okay, well, surely we're going to go for one of those. Um, you know, we, we, we should do, but we tend not to. The, the, the way we've worked over the last 
you know, I'd say probably even four or five years now is that we wait for that first wave to pass because we seem to think that somebody's going to overpay and then we kind of move in. Um, I'm not saying it's the only reason we've been absolutely terrible in the last five years, but it's probably one of the reasons we've been absolutely terrible in the last five years. I'd like to see us really go for one of those high-end free agents. Um, but, the, sorry, my point is you can't do it all through free agency. You do need to do it through the draft. Um and I think, you know, it makes sense, but it is disappointing because I thought Curtin Sutton was a really good player and he played with his heart. And he was, as I said, one of the only reasons why it was, the Broncos were watchable when the offences were sticking the place out. But he didn't seem to have much chemistry with Russell Wilson last year, Michael. Um, and I'm not saying there was a problem between them, but just on the field, there, yeah. there really didn't seem to be. It didn't seem like Wilson looked his way very often, whereas the, there was a clear chemistry developed between him and Jerry Judy and him and Greg Dulcich towards the end of the season. So it didn't never seem like it was there recording. So. Yeah. And then, you know, forward or go back 10 or 11 months ago and all the talk preseason was Tim Patrick before he got injured. Um, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Russell Wilson's got that elite sort of wide receiving court of flow to it. It just, it just didn't happen. And it's, it's been unfortunate. Um, I guess for people listening at the time of recording, we are looking at a situation where we have got numerous different draft picks, not many to be fair. We got uh, the 68th pick in the third round, that's from the Colts, the 69th pick in the third round, and then we got one pick in the fourth round, a pick 108. We've got the fifth round pick at 140, and we got round six, 194, and round seven, 247. Um, you know, we are going to have a situation where there are 67 players being picked before us as it stands at the minute, and that is really. It's not good. I mean, if there was a way where we could, eat, we, we if if we could somehow get into like the late thirties, early forties, and go into day two, I think that makes the best of a poor situation. But if it does come to that, you know, you, you have to ask, what sort of capital are we going to get for Cortland Sutton? And I have to say, I definitely agree with you, Stuart. In terms of the free agency, we, we need to make some sort of run at this. Um, preferably not next Friday, which is Paddy's Day for us. Um, we're we're gonna have to plan our Paddy's Day special somehow. Uh, outside of uh, I haven't told you this actually. I'll I'll, I'll say it now because it has got Paddy's Day relevance. Uh, met Sean Rotar from uh Malahigh Sports had a few beers with him, and I think he'd be up for coming on. So I'll definitely give him a shot next week to come on. I think he'd be great crack. Um, he's a I think, good, he is a uh, he is a character. All right, Sean Rotar. He is he is a character. He's a really good guy, and, and I have to say that entire team, Nate, Nate, Cody, really, really good guys, chatting away to them in in Phoenix. Great, 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 great guys. Um, and look, um, it's hard to believe because I didn't realize this that, like, the Niners have eight to nine million only in free cap space. So obviously, McGlinchey's going to be he's 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 got he's yeah. not going to be staying there. I think you know. This is the guy that's been in the league for five seasons, but he is an elite run blocker and his development is slowly but surely getting better. He's lucky enough to work a bit with the Niners last year with my job and talk to certain players and they love the guy. I mean, like if we could get him in and get him at a team for any deal that still benefits him, I think he'd be a great guy to bring in. Um, when you hear the way that John Lynch and Cal Shanahan talks about him and the way the team talks about him, I think it would be a perfect one to go for. Um Outside of that, though, there are things going on with the running back situation. We don't know what position or what situation that we're going to be in with Javante. Um, there was a thing yesterday at the time of recording, the thing yesterday with Melvin Gordon, uh, obviously now Super Bowl champion. Uh, and f- fair play to Melvin for, for just for all the social media bullying he's been getting about that recently. Um, basically, the, the lads, um, Zach 
Hank and Ryan Koningsberg from DNVR were saying, would you rather the Broncos give up, give up a third for Derek Henry or sign Saquon Barkley in free agency? This is prior to the tag in, in, in New York. And Melvin Gordon co-tweeted it going, now y'all off 33, boy, y'all ain't ish. Y'all whole podcast trash. So Ryan had to reply to him. And basically, it was just funny to see what Melvin's response was. I think he may not be back at this point now, just going on that. But um, <laughs> we're we're in a strange situation, man, because it's like we need to make sure that we have someone there if Javante isn't fully fit. But you, you would hope that Javante will come back fresh. You would, Michael, but it's a he, he tore just about everything there was to tear in a knee, which is. Really, awful. I'm just staying too positive, aren't I? I'm, I'm, I'm being way too positive. Yeah, here. no, and I, like I, I, you know, he was my pick for I think breakout player of the year a couple of years back, and you know, as I said, I, I, I turned on um, the Carolina North Carolina game um, a few years back when it was on ESPN or BT Sports over here, and mainly because I was intrigued about the fact that North Carolina I always considered to be a basketball team, and that they got this guy Sam Hell and heard about him. And and he was playing that day, and I was just blown away by how good he was. And I was delighted when the Broncos drafted him. And you know, I talked about Cortland Sutton being one of the only reasons to watch the Broncos' offense a few years ago. In the year where Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback, Javante Williams was literally the only reason to watch the Broncos' offense. There was nothing else. It was horrible. It was one of the worst offenses I've ever seen in Broncos in, in the history. It was dreadful. And he was the only reason to watch. So he was a huge loss because he was such a good player. But unfortunately, Michael, that injury was horrendous. Um, and it's it's going to be very difficult for a player to come back from something like that, particularly in a position that is as, as, as physically demanding as running back. Um, so I think, you know, they need to be careful. They need to give themselves some insurance. There was a report that came out, again, I think, Michael, after the combine or during the combine, where, now in fairness, I can't, re- I can't remember the reporter's name, but he covered his bases pretty well by saying, you know, there was a possibility that Javante Williams would be ready for day one. There was a possibility he'd miss the first four games or there was a possibility he'd miss the entire season. Um, so, you know, that it depends what way you look at it. You could take from that, oh my God, they're really concerned or else you're going to go, there's nothing to worry about. Um, but I think if you just look at the history of the injury, it's not great. Um, and as much as you have, or one has affection towards a player like naturally we would have towards Javante Williams for the reasons that I, I just mentioned a minute ago, you do have to give yourself some insurance. So somebody like Latavius Murray came in last year and did a really good job on offense and probably did a little bit better than any of us had any reason to, to, to hope, you know, um, he's somebody I could see should come back. I think he would, you know, he obviously, he, he, he knows the, the organization. I know it's a new offensive system, but he, he played with the Saints as well. I know Peyton wasn't there when he was there, but still, you know, there's a lot of links there that work. But, you know, the report that was talking about Javante being injured mentioned uh, Robinson, who was with the Bears, and um, Kareem Hunt, who has had a checkered history uh, for a couple of different reasons off the field. But on the field is a very, very good running back. Um, and one of the, the things the report pointed out was Kareem Hunt is particularly good at receiving out of the backfield. Um, and Sean Payton's running backs have traditionally featured heavily in the passing game. Um, so that's something that I think, you, you know, we, we, you want to keep up, keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, I mean, when reports like that come out, Michael, your heart begins to sort of sink a little bit because it's not the news that you want. Now, it is pure speculation. And as I said, the guy did cover his base pretty well. 
But still, you you know, the reports you want to come out at this point are Javante is well on track to, you know, to meet his recovery schedule. Everything's going well so far. They're the kind of reports you want to hear. Um, so that was that was a little concerning. But I suppose time will tell. And also what I think will also be revealing, Michael, is uh, the moves that we do make in free agency because, you know, the running back position has been devalued over the years. So you do get a lot of premium running backs hitting the market, much more so than you would have done when I started watching American football all those years ago. So if we go out and pick up one of those guys early on, then I think you've you've got a, the right, you know, you have every right to be worried about where Javante is at. Conversely, if we don't, then I think you'd have to think, okay, well, they're obviously happy with where he's at. So I'd say that's a watch this space one for Javante, Mick. Um, hopefully he's all right. I mean, like when you have people coming out and it's it's secretly sort of being talked about, like at the combine, etc., that it is worse than fear. That's always something to be concerned about because usually a lot of the whispers that go on in Indy are true. Um, and then also, you know, as you rightly said on numerous different points there, you know, if, if we try to go after someone now, it's for a team, if there was potentially, it's it's unlikely, but if there was a trade, for example, a team's going to know, well, they're they're not confident with, with, with Javante, we'll take them for all they are here. And hypothetically, a player could do also going, well, they if they want me, I can get a premium here because they need me at this point. So it's it's concerning a little bit, but I obviously, I hope that we get a bit more clarification over this in the next few weeks. We probably won't. It'll be later into the summer. But uh, I guess with another week comes another week down so we just got to wait and see what happens and, and hopefully Javante's alright um, I want to end the podcast this week on this right give me like a bold prediction for like free agency I mean it doesn't even have to be bold my my, my prediction is I think we're going to sign a backup quarterback either with the last name of Heineke or Wentz for the crack why not? Or, or like Marcus Mariota? I, I think we'll bring in a. I think we will bring in a, a backup quarterback this year that has a bit more experience than what we're used to in recent years. And I think that we'll bring in someone like like I, I'd love to see Taylor Heineke come in on, on a low end deal instead of him go back to Washington. I bet for him though he'll be looking to go back to Washington after you know going into free agency and seeing no, it's not going to work because he has that relationship with with Ron Rivera three seasons in Washington. Is there anyone that maybe sticks out for you even outside of the quarterback position as as we look into free agency starting next week? I would, um, yeah, I would agree with you, Mick. I don't know exactly which, which quarterback I would target. Um, and considering we we don't have a huge amount of money, I think we need to be careful. So maybe somebody like Marcus Mariota might, act, might, might make some sense. Um, but I do agree that, you know, the... Brett Rippon was a great story and he seems like a good guy and he's almost certainly going to be an offensive coordinator or a QB's coach fairly soon. But neither he nor Johnson uh, really are up to scratch. And if Russell Wilson gets injured, you know, you're, you're more or less sort of resigned to losing the game. That's the reality. Um, and, you know, quarterback is a tricky position. These are very big men hitting each other with, great speed and great strength and and unfortunately injuries do happen and Russell Wilson did miss a couple of games last year if memory serves me um you know and, and the year before Teddy Bridgewater went down you know and that's in his history unfortunately for him but like you know we we are getting injuries at that position and we probably do need a little bit of insurance so somebody like Marcus Mariota it, it, look he's he's not a franchise QB by any stretch but he's, he's decent and he would be better than than the two guys we had in there last year. Um, no, I need I need to go and, and and look at free agency, Mick, and I need to see like we have so many positions 
to fill, you know, um, and, and you, you know, you, you look at, I know we were talking to Alex Singleton, you'd like to see him come back, uh, but like Draymond is gone. So immediately you've got a, a huge gaping hole on the defensive line. Because uh, I've no uh, confidence that Draymond Jones is coming back to the Denver, none at all. They should, you know, they probably, they should have franchise tagged him if they wanted to come back and they, they clearly didn't. Um, so you've got a massive hole there. I would assume Kareem Jackson will be gone because I think, you know, Kareem Jackson stayed a year longer than he should have done. Kareem was, was, didn't have a good year last year. And, I, you know, I don't think it should have been a huge surprise because the signs were there the year previously. So I think we need another safety. Um, so, you know, you've got position like that. And, and we, we have almost certainly got three starters from the offensive line um, not returning. Now, that's a positive really because the offensive line was horrific for most of the, the season. Uh, but they have to be filled and they have to be filled by people who are improvements. Um, so I would, McGarry is the name of the guy from Atlanta, Michael, sorry, just came to me now. I would love us to go for, for McGlinchey or McGarry or, or Juwan Taylor, but I, I think somebody's going to pay Taylor huge, huge, huge money. So I, I'd be very surprised if we were even in the, the, the market for him. Um, and I know, I can't remember offhand, but I do know that Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles defense, which had been excellent up until the Super Bowl, to give it its due, they are quite a few of those players are going to be free agents. So we may look at some of those because, you know, I know the Super Bowl didn't go the way that anybody outside of Missouri wanted it to. But um, I, I think those players are interesting. So there's at least, and I'm pretty sure two of their D linemen are, are, are free agents. And they're not going back, so we can target those. Can we free agent to start? Uh, I'm not sure if we'll be back before it does start officially, but we should come back with a Paddy's Day special uh, towards the later part of next week. Um, obviously, just a massive thanks for everyone who listens to this podcast. Seen a charting in Ireland over the last couple of weeks really, really means a lot, folks. Uh, thank you very much for the support. And uh, yeah, you can follow me at Michael underscore NFL. You can follow Stuart at Purple Heart TC and follow Colum at Colum C O L U M from Cork at Colin from Cork Stuart uh, go Broncos see you next week my friend go Broncos Michael and uh, just again Colin shout out to you hope you're well buddy yes sir see you soon folks